This is part five, monthly budget, and part six, compound interest, of the Finances for Actors series that I have over at michelledyer.com. just have to note, I am not a financial advisor. Please consult one. The views expressed here are strictly my own and do not reflect my employer. Monthly budget. I hate the B word. I hate the word budget because when I was an actress, I was told the entire time to lose weight. So that means restriction and the word budget has a restriction connotation. I just, it does not do well for me because you tell me don't eat that piece of cheesecake and all I want to do is eat that piece of cheesecake. So budgets don't work well for me, but don't worry if you're like me, I've got something for you. So we just went through your goals and we just looked at your ideal day. Now, why do I want to get all woo-woo and foofy and magical with you here? Because we need to create your GPS address for success. Because if you go on a trip, you look at a map and you put in the GPS address so you know where to go. So you're not aimlessly wandering around the world, the streets, looking, where am I going? Where am I going? No. GPS address, people, we know where we need to go. We know exactly how much we want to spend for success. So go through that goal day and figure out how much it takes to live that lifestyle. If you know your dance classes are 20 bucks a pop, so then go through and estimate how many dance classes you want to take a week. How much is that going to cost? If you want to go get a Starbucks every morning, how much is your Starbucks? Write it up. So I want you to go next to that day and write in the margin of the paper each time that you are spending money on that day. If you want to go out to dinner with friends, great. Throw 30 to 50 bucks on that and the, the margin of that line item. Go through and every time that you spend an amount of money, put it in there. And then you're going to go and you are going to write your current rent. You are going to write out your current utilities. You're going to write out your estimated credit card bill. If you don't know, we can look at that. And you're going to go write those out, all of your monthly expenses, because we need to know where we are right now. And then we need to know that number that you want to get to write out currently what you're spending. And then you're going to use what you're currently spending and then add up all the dollar amounts that you had in the margins for your ideal day. Okay. That is our address. That is the address. That's the number we want to get to. That's our GPS address for success. If you do not know what you are currently spending, here's what we're going to do. So as actors, our income is so unpredictable. We're going to do what I call a 12 month look back. And it's great for tax season too. So you're going to go and you're going to export all of your debits, credits, everything in every financial account. So go to your credit card and export all of the past 12 months of transaction data. Go to your checking account. You're not going to do this for your savings or emergency funds, but you're going to go for your checking. Well, for me, it's my checking, my credit card. Those are the things I use the most. And you're going to export all that data for your checking account too for the 12 months. You are going to have two columns. You're going to have one big column of all the money that you spent, whether it was taking out money about your ATM checking account and all of your credit card charges. And then you're going to have another column of all of the money that came in from your paychecks. So say column A is all your expenses. Hopefully, column B, what came in, was bigger. 
then column A, what went out of your account? But if column A, what went out, is bigger than column B, what came in, we have a problem here. So this is current state of affairs. You can do one of two things. If you're spending more than you make, you can spend less or you can make more. If you're like me and you're the budget person, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to spend less restriction, like lights blinking. Well, there's another thing you can do. You can make more. Make more than you spend. Just make more money. And that's another reason why I have survival jobs and side hustles because there are things that you can do that are not nine to five that do not interfere with your audition schedule and will not interfere with your career. So that is my, I will get off my soapbox, but if you are spending more than you make, you either spend less or make more and you know you, you know if you can go through and look and be like, mm, definitely should have not have takeout every night for the past two months. Maybe I'll try to get an Instapot and cook at home more and like actually do it, not just spend $100 on an Instapot and never use it. So go out and look in your closet and find things that you can sell on the real real or Poshmark or whatever, whatever app you can sell things that you're not using, go to the local thrift shop and sell things that you are not using, clean out your life. I digress. So those are your two options, either spend less or make more. But as David Box said, in fact, what determines your wealth is not how much you make, but how much you keep of what you make. How much you keep of what you make, not how much you make, how much you keep of what you make. Even if you're making $2 million a year and you're spending $3 million, you're still down a million dollars a year. We've all heard of celebrities who are in financial ruin, who make millions and are in financial ruin now because they spent more than they make and they did not manage their money well, especially when you are making good money on the road and you are able to save. I know this was me. I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's fine if I have a little credit card debt now because I'm going to get that big job. That big job is just right around the corner and then I'm going to pay off my credit card debt and da, da, da. What if that big job never comes? I never got a production contract and that was the dream for me. So I was going to go on production contract and that was going to help wipe out all of my debt and then I was going to save and then I was going to buy that apartment in New York. That never happened. Remember that goal day? That's what I want you to have. I want you to get to that GPS address. So that's what we're going for. In fact, what determines your wealth is not how much you make, but how much you keep of what you make. So look at your past 12 months. What are you going to do? Are you going to budget and spend less or make more? And let's look at how we can do that. Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein thought compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. How is it calculated? So let's go back to our $100 example. I have $100 in a money market account. This account pays me 2% interest over the span of a year. So each year I earn 2% on the account. So the first year I have $100 in my account, put it in there Jan 1, December 31, I have $102 in my account. 
I leave all that money in there. Jan 1 of the next year, I have $102. That $102 sits in the account for a year. In December 31st of that year, my $102 got 2% interest on it. So now that $102 is $104.04. And I did absolutely nothing but keep that money in that account. So my $102 earned $2.04 interest. So the interest compounded. The interest was on the initial deposit and the interest from the previous year. Interest on interest, as people like to say. So my $100 turned into $102, which in the next year turned into $104.04. That is the beauty of compound interest. It just keeps compounding and compounding and compounding, and you get paid interest on the initial deposit and the interest. I love this chart, and I'm obsessed with this chart. This is a J.P. Morgan chart. Uh, J.P. Morgan Asset Management created it. It was in the Business Insider. I love it. Saving fundamentals. Harnessing the power of compounding can greatly impact the amount of savings over the long term. When I talk about retirement, and I'm looking at 20-year-olds, and they're like, why are you talking to me about retirement? I literally cannot pay rent right now. And I'm like, but you don't understand. You have the beauty of time on your side. And time is just something that you can never get back. And the older you get, <clears throat> me, the older you realize that that is something that you can never get back. And it's so valuable. So Susan invests 5000 annually between the ages of 25 and 35. Literally every year she invests 5000 In total, she invests $50,000. That's it never puts a penny in again after the age of 35. Bill invests 5,000 annually between the ages of 35 and 65. So he waits until he's 35 and then invests every single year from 35 to 65. In total, he invests $150,000. Chris invests $5,000 between the ages of 25 and 65. In total, he invests $200,000. He starts at 25. He never ends. Chris, who's invested $200,000, when he gets to the age of 65, that turns into $1,142,811. All of this is saying uh, account value. This example assumes a 7% annual return. All of this is on the chart. The compounding is the process of earning return on the principal plus the return that was earned earlier. But the point that I think is most, most, most important is if you go back to our friend Susan, who invests only from the age of 25 to 35, and our friend Bill, who waits until he's 35 and literally invests every year from 35 to 65. So let's see, Susan at the end ends up with 602070. And then our friend Bill ends up with 54741. Even though Bill invested $100,000 more because he waited 10 years, he ends up with $61,329 less than Susan, who just put in $50,000, but she started at the age of 25. Okay? That's the beauty of time and compound interest. So when I talk to you about retiring in your 20s and you're going, you're crazy, you have time on your side right now. And any money that you invest right now 
your older self will be very, very, very thankful for it. Just take the chart in, just look at it, go to this Business Insider article, it's actually really interesting, just Google JP Morgan compound interest retirement, go find the chart, it's fantastic, read the article, you have time on your side, and yes, you should be thinking about retirement in your 20s.